What's going on? I'm Derek, by the way. I'm Tony. Hey, so Derek, you ever heard? Hi. You ever think that we have more than one stomach? Uh, yeah. I mean, intestinal wise. No, you know, like we got we got a liver, we got a kidney, we got a stomach, we got yeah. two lungs, we got a heart. You ever think like we have more than one stomach? I mean, not. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Like, but, but do you no, know that we only have one? Like, have you opened up a body and only found one stomach? I mean, I know I have a large intestine and a small intestine. That's not the same thing. That's it's not, not the same thing? thing? No. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you ever go out to a restaurant and you're eating, you're eating, and you're like, oh, fuck, I cannot, can't do it. Uh-huh. And stuck. then you take a shit. No, 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 no. And oh, then okay. it's like, well, do you want some ice cream? And you're like, hell yeah, give me a whole bowl. You ever had that experience? Where does it go? I mean, per- no, because I don't like sweets all that much especially like one i'm not much of a buffet man you know what i'm saying it's like you're talking about hitting the old chinese buffet Mm -hmm. smashing like two three plates and then trying to figure out how the fuck you're gonna fit any more into you and then you see the dessert table and you immediately somehow open up that special reserve area yeah the second stomach do this that's the second stomach I don't have that because I fill myself up with actual food and mostly beer. Um, so <laughs> my stomach is full at all times. Good God. Yeah. But that's just the way it goes. I got I drank a lot of beer at the at the uh, at the state fair, not to jump ahead, but on my for my birthday. Um, we're we gonna get the there Iowa, for sure. We went to the Iowa State Fair on my birthday and then uh, on uh, Hootie and the Blowfish evening and it was uh whew, Derek got a little toasted. Yeah, so let's talk about this. It was your birthday. Yeah, it was August fifteenth. It's my birthday, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Yep. For some reason, you thought that it might have been a different year, even though somehow you fucking retired. <laughs> we're the same age. So what, that must mean we're yeah, born in the same year. I, one would think math-wise, you would know that, but listen, I don't know what you do and don't know. I haven't been in math since high school, so you can suck it. I might. Oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> That's a dick-sucking reference. <laughs> so yes birthday uh 31 august 15th uh 1988 12 20 in the morning did you get any power uh, rangers did you get any power rangers toys uh, uh as a kid or this year i mean this year but no like that's Everybody what i has. always wanted hey there's a dog yeah i got dogs here you have you have cubby over there yeah i got cubby and cookie because uh wow. carlton's uh in minneapolis or was in Minnesota. Now she's in Okaboji on a little family getaway. So I got the dogs over here. You getting left out the cold. Yeah, no you doubt about shaft. that. Here, here's the ring and the dogs. <laughs> oh, no. Too soon. Anyway. Too soon. So, yeah, it's awesome. so too soon. Uh, oh. birthday happened. We went to the fair on my birthday itself. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, didn't do didn't do a lot with the kids. Tried to keep it pretty low key. Yeah. Um, but then we went back to the fair on the on the nineteenth. Um, but before I tell you about my fair experience, sir, I do believe you went also. Uh, why don't you tell me about how your fair experience went? So uncharacteristic, I went three times. I'm usually not. Yeah, a, that was a lot. Yeah, I'm usually not really um, an avid fair goer. I like to go get a couple things, watch some people. And then I'm out after like three or four hours. I'm pretty much done. Sure. But um, my daughter's birthday that you've stolen is yep, also right. August 15th. Um, she happens to be 12. So, I mean, do the math. You took it. But 
we went uh, that Thursday to the fair. I was uh, had some time off work. And then, or that was actually Friday, the day after I had Friday off. Um, I mean, that was fine. You know, my kids are pretty low maintenance. So I took a specific amount of money. Like, this is what I'm willing to spend. And I mean, I wasn't cheaping out, but I only spent like a third of it because they just did not want to eat or drink anything. So that worked out. We went back Saturday. Um, just because we didn't have nothing to do, and sure. then uh, this past weekend, I went. I went with Carly, and we we did the normal stuff. We're for like five or six years in a row. We've been doing the wine tasting at the barn on the hill. Okay, it's like that's like our thing. I don't know what that. She's a wino. I have the money. That's how it works. So or will? Good. Yep, got it. Yeah. Got it. We watched a couple shows, sat outside the grandstands, listened to Luke Bryant. And that was about it. Luke Bryan, please. Luke yeah, Bryan. You know, she says that too, but I've I've now committed to saying Bryant. Okay, sure. Yeah. So Luke so you listen to Luke Bryan, who you said <laughs> put on a very short show, but then turns out he played like twenty two songs. Yeah, you know, in the moment, uh a couple margaritas in, uh it didn't feel like it was that long. Now I know that we right. didn't show up until he was like already on stage. Actually on uh, stage, sure. We didn't get down to the to the grand concourse until then, but um Yeah, I mean we heard knocking boots, we heard play it again, we heard Knocking uh, Boots is a bad song, Tony. That's what everybody thinks. I I think it's got a nice melody. That's a bad song, brother. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Uh, I know. That was you know, he he played the hits, he Sure. It it was very concert-ish. It wasn't like recording CD version of the songs, which was nice. Right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, how, was, how was Darius Rucker? Uh, so, yes, we went to the fair Sunday, uh, last day of the fair. Uh, for those of you that don't know and have, haven't been, I would say fair is like the biggest fair in the fucking world. Um, they broke attendance records this year. They did, yeah. Yeah, big 1.1 time. something um, million. 1.13, I think, yeah. 1.14, something like that. Um, great stuff for the state of Iowa. They make a ton of money at that fair every year. Um, but we went solo on the Sunday of the fair, and uh, my friend uh, Will Peterson was going to come. He ended up getting called away, so he couldn't come with us. So oh, nice. uh, the, the coconut wife and I went up there, and she went took the kids were out of town at her friend's house. She dropped off the baby at her parents' house. And while I was waiting for her to get back, Will and I were kind of bullshitting, playing a little Apex Legends, fucking yep. around. Yep. And uh, I threw back a couple beers. She gets back, and he rolls out. I grab a road beer, head up to the old Southeast Polk, and hit the <laughs> – Yeah. listen, I was in the passenger seat. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> that, I mean, it's uh, not, but okay. Listen, I'm not condoning what I did, but I'm saying I did it. Hey, you just right? got to keep I'm it below it. the window line. Yep. Nope. That's just exactly what we have to do. So, uh, so I'm, I'm three beers in, haven't really eaten a whole lot, uh, that day. Yep. We hit the fair, uh, and I, I'm on the hunt for the pork wing. You heard about the pork wing, Tony? Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. So I, I was looking for the pork wing, found the pork wing and uh boy, was I disappointed in the pork wing. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, it's not very good. I was $4 for one of these things and it just wasn't great. Um, we tried out the, uh, the G Meg wrap. Yeah, the, yeah, the I saw that the ma- roast I didn't with get the ha- most. I didn't get to have one of the wraps because the line was bigger than my penis. Um, and yeah. uh, it, Jesus, wow, what a line! It, yeah, I stood in line to get it, 
for probably about 15 minutes and then it took probably another 20 minutes before do you actually got it ready yeah it's an experience, though. I mean, like, sure. And, you go to the fair to wait in the line, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, we had heard, Carly and I had heard from a couple people at work that that was really good. And then this article in the Des Moines Register came out that it was yeah. the winner and all the that stuff. The winner of so the best food, yeah. Had, had to do it. And uh, you know who Danny Albaugh is? No. So probably like one of the richest guys in Iowa. He um, made, a, made a ton of money because he created... Uh, uh, miracle grow or some sort of some sort of weed killer or weed grower. I don't I don't know. But anyway, he created that formula and he sold it off to Miracle Grow or whatever. Anyway, yeah. the guy's massively rich. He's got this huge mansion in Ankeny. But one of our friends at work, her mom, is his assistant. So uh, Friday before we went to the fair at work, she gave us a bunch of these meal tickets, like his leftovers, basically like. There was like fifteen dollars of meal tickets. Sure. There was like ten sky ride tickets, um, some midway dollars, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we went we went nuts on the wrap. We uh, and it was good, man. Well, as I was waiting, as I was wating for the pork wing, the wife went over and got herself the shrimp po' boy, which uh, a couple years back I think won best new fair food. Oh, yeah, um, I'm sorry, shrimp on a stick. My apologies, shrimp okay. on a stick. Okay, uh, and she 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 smashed on that. The funniest part about that was she was dipping it in the sauce, and she's like, "Man, you would really like this sauce." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I look at it, and I'm like, "Huh, does it taste familiar?" And she's like, "I don't know. I can't quite place it, but it's really good. It's pretty sweet." Uh, and she was dipping it in sweet chili sauce, which is nice. a sauce that we use on our wings when we make wings at home. So. Okay. Pretty pretty funny moment there. Um, Did you get you the apple so, egg rolls? Uh, we did the apple egg rolls last year, and those things are legit. Yeah, those things are legit. pretty good. They're pretty good. Um, so, hop over from the the pork wing again. That was what I ate. Three beers in. Go over to the craft beer craft beer tent. You know me and my craft beer yep. right here next to yep. myself. Threw down the twenty spot. Got myself a king sue, which is what I was drinking before I left the house. Actually, I had those up in the fridge. Okay. Uh, got myself a king sue. Drank that. We walked around a little bit. Uh, was empty. Walked back to the uh, the craft beer tent because I stopped at the Bud Tent. Mm. The Bud the Bud Tent advertised that they've got some Exile beer, one okay. of which should be their their uh, session IPA. I was like, oh, all right, we're here. Right. I'll throw seven. I'll throw seven bucks at a at a sixteen ounce Zoltan. Uh, I get up there, uh, they didn't have it. They were they were they were out. Yeah, so, that's too bad. Not uh, fuck me. So we we walked back down to get two more beers in the craft beer tent. Uh, you can tell where the story's going. That's 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 a total of six beers, folks. You got hammered, uh, and they're not I, small beers. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so then I we're walking back up. I get some cheese curds. We're kind of fucking around. Uh, it starts raining. We are slowly making our way uh, back up to the grandstand area, and I realize as we're getting ready to go to Hooting the Blowfish, they're not going to serve my craft beer inside the the the, the concert. Right. So I swallow the pill of I should probably just start drinking shit beer now because I'm going to have to do it when I'm in, in the concert. Ooh, okay. So I buy, I buy myself a uh, tall boy a bush light. That's rough, man. Bush, I mean, I'm not even a beer drinker, and but I know, you know, obviously you and other people that drink craft beer that sure. wouldn't sip a, a domestic for I to mean, save their lives. What, what I can tell you is friend of the show, uh, Ryan Deardorff, loves himself some bushy treats. And so if it's good enough for Ryan Deardorff, it's good enough for me. That's so interesting. Okay. I, uh, I got myself a, a tall boy, uh, bush light as the, the rain's coming down, drink that bad boy. And we make our way towards the varied industries building towards the depot. A couple of friends of ours are over there yep. uh, and we're going to go meet up. Well, we hop inside 
And while we're in the Varied Industries building the first time walking through because of the rain, did you get any did you get any cookies while you were there, Tony? Uh, no, I can't do it, man. I mean, they're they're too raw and too sweet. Too raw. That's what she said. And too sweet? It's too much, man. It's too rich. I don't those things don't make sense when you're talking about cookies or much else. Oh, but I'm I just telling you, I've had plenty cup of cookies, okay? And it's just too much. So we see the Barksdale, uh, Barksdale's the cookie maker. Yeah. Uh, we saw the Barksdale tent by the craft beer tent, fucking line out the ass. Again, yep. last day of the fair. Yep. Go through the Varied Industries building. Both lines, Barksdale to the exit doors. Yeah, I can believe that. I've never seen it like that. I've been able to get cookies pretty easily. I've never seen it that busy. There's so, a, yeah. a cookies in a cup place kind of out of the way over by the Jacobson building. Um, kind of where like the bud free stage is. And uh, that, that okay. one is never really filled up. So we, we see the one out on on the main uh, on, on grand right there. Yep. Same fucking thing. Giant fucking line. Yep. And so, I'm seven beers in. I'm not waiting for more for for that long for some fuck cookies. Okay. So I say fuck it. Uh, a buddy of mine calls me that I used to work with at Hy-Vee and says, "Hey, meet me. Uh, I got some for you." Hooks me up with four Iowa craft beer beers Whoa. as I meet him back at the beer tent. So okay. I'm I'm now drinking four more of these big ass beers, and we're walking towards the grandstand. Walking towards the grandstand, and I. <laughs> Look at the wife, and I'm like, I'm a little drunk. A little. Yeah, at this point, she's like whipping out the vomit bag and the adult diapers. No, no, no. The first time I said it, she was like, oh. As the night progressed, it turned into, oh. (laughs) It got really sad. Uh, So we get, I chug those four beers in probably the span of 20 minutes, I would say, between the crap beer tent and the the grandstand. Well, my friend and his his mom run the grandstand uh, concessions. And so I, I got a little little inside scoop, you know what I'm saying? A little little hookup, little little take care of. I uh, okay. got me some food. Yep. Got me some Coors Light on the on the on the Lolo. Okay. Uh, and so I sat there drinking Coors Light all night at the fair, uh, watching Hootie and Blowfish. And uh, your boy got a little fucked up. Oh, you don't say. Little fucked up. I was yeah. sleeping at the end of the concert. <laughs> I that was just gonna mention. I got that. Yeah, I seen that. And one. I was sleeping on the bus ride home. Uh huh. And then I come home, and you've been to my house. You see the chase at the uh, on the end, end of the couch there. Yep. Fell asleep, ass in the air, uh, on that motherfucker for about an hour. But got home at one thirty in the morning. God, I'm not surprised. Uh, however, you're probably going to be asleep by the end of this podcast. I digress to the point of the concert we went to was absolutely fucking dynamite, dude. Yeah, bare naked ladies killed it. Yep, I killed saw, it. I saw Hootie back when it was like for real Hootie. I mean, it's for real. Uh, well, that's fine. you know what I'm saying. Like before, he was Darius Rucker and and had a solo career. Um, I saw him way back in the day, like circa 2003 or four. Okay. Uh, and I wasn't even 18 at that point. I was with my brother, but that that was a good show. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you what. The only thing that I didn't get out of that concert. It's been one way since you left me. That, that song was played. They did a great med, uh, medley at the end of the concert where they played a lot of newer songs, including uh, 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 fucking I'm, – I'm coming up with it. Why, what am I blanking on? High it's Hopes been from two Panic weeks since the last podcast. Yeah, two weeks since the last podcast is great. Uh, uh, High Hopes, million dollars? they did uh, 
Oh, what the fuck's that? They did Sicko Mode. They they did a bunch of different songs. It was really really good. What? Did they do if I had? I don't think they did Bad Guy. Did they do Old Town Road though? They did Old Town Road. They didn't do Bad Guy. Okay. Um, but they, they closed out the show pretty hard. And then Hootie started up. And, man, the only thing I wish that they would have done, even for a hot second, let me just see if I can prime this up. I should have primed this up uh, uh, a little before everything. But um, the hits. I mean, they, they started out with the hits. They started with Let Hannah Jane, Play Time, Let Her Cry, Hold, uh, hold My Hand. Um, I mean, it was just the best thing you could ever ask for. Hold uh, my the only thing that I didn't get from it was this. Oh, the BK thing? Fuck, yes. <laughs> I love the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. The breasts, yeah. they grow on trees. With streams of bacon ranch dressing flow right up to your knees. There's tumbleweeds of bacon and cheddar paves the streets. All right, turn that shit nice off. Nice caboose. Oh, we got to move on shit. from that. That was that was Hootie before he was Darius Rucker. That was in between Hootie and becoming uh, Country yeah, that, Sensation. That was Darius sell out. I need some money. I <laughs> and that was the this best, next album. All, honestly, one of the best sandwiches Burger King's ever created. But anyway, yeah, great show. Great time. Good. Great last night of the fair. Uh, I had a really, really good time. It was fun. So big news. Oh, breaking news. See what I got here? This is an Apple card. Oh, no, Tony, no. You know I'm an Apple fanboy. Ooh. So I'm unboxing it right here live. I haven't seen it yet. No one can see this. Well, I know nobody can see it, but I I have very good visual vocabulary. You're right. All right. Excuse me. Theater of the mind, including that burp you just dropped. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, buddy. That's the Virgil root beer uh, burp right there, buddy. Let me tell you what. You're going to learn today about that root beer. Virgil or virgin? I'm not really sure, but whatever. Anyway. Well, one describes me and one describes the root beer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't spit your beer up, man. Okay, listen. So, Apple Card, we've talked about it a couple times on the podcast. Sure. I'm an Apple fanboy. Sounds like a really good program. It's not like. Highly secure. Very well done. Very well made. Good rewards. Overall, just very sounds like a very good card. Good rewards. Not great interest rate. Like as far as a credit card, it's not a great credit card. Sure. You know, whatever. It's Apple. For Uh, an app for a fanboy who sucks the Apple dick pretty hard, it's it's right up your alley. So that it just launched either today or yesterday nationwide. Yeah, yesterday today. I had early access to it uh, because Apple, you know, loves me. Uh, Me and Steve Jobs go way back. Right. And uh so call, I apply Steve Steve Hand, right? Is that what you call him? Yeah, no, I call him old black black turtle. <laughs> oh, not hand not hand job? No. Black turtle. Hey, BT. Uh oh man. Okay, so I'm opening it up. You know, very classic Apple packaging. It's it's heavy duty. It's got the Apple embossed logo. And this thing, as I understand, is like legit titanium. Okay. Hey, oh, side man. note, you do know Steve Jobs is dead, right? Did you not get that memo? It's your boy Steve Jobs. He hit no. the bucket a while back. Yo, he's partying with Prince? <laughs> he's definitely partying with Prince and Luke Skywalker. Man, doves are crying right now. For real, though. Uh, okay, so listen. This... Can, you tap, can you tap that card on the side of the microphone there? Let me just hear it. That's a thick like, card. Here we go. Like that's that. A, yeah, that's a legit card. That's, that's going to make you feel like you got money. 
This thing doesn't really bend either yet. So this is titanium. So I'm, you know, it can withstand a bullet uh, in theory. Uh, it says Goldman Sachs on the back. It's got the real slick MasterCard logo. My name is laser etched into it. That's pretty fucking dope. Um, here's what I'm actually excited about is I hear it's stupid easy. And all I have to do is put my phone next to the card and it will activate the card. So we're going to see. I'm ready. We're going to see live right. if that works. Here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Holy shit. Oh, man. All right. Tony's staring at his phone right now. That's, that's uh, pretty cool. It looks like there might be, a, might be a circle flopping around in the, in the wind. I'm not oh. really sure. Circle okay. of death in the phone. Yeah. It looks like his iPhone might have bricked. Uh, I'm not really sure what's uh, going on right now, folks. It fucking, Holy shit. It worked the dog is shitting like behind that. him. Oh, my God. Oh, the dog. The dog. <laughs> Uh, man, that's pretty cool. You know, it it popped up just like uh, Apple AirPods when you flip those open, and uh, man, that is pretty fucking legit, dude. Okay, well, you know that was anticlimactic, but here we go. I got the Apple. Like most card things and... in your and my life, yeah, anticlimactic is pretty. pretty I don't know. Maybe I was us. expecting like fucking fireworks and balloons to come out of this did thing. You, did you think Steve Jobs was going to rise from the dead and shake <laughs> a fucking credit card? Thank you, Tony, for spending too much money with us. Nah, Ashton Kutcher's still alive, right? <laughs> Last I knew, oh, I don't okay. think I don't think anybody's killed so him. So Steve yet. Jobs is alive is what you're saying. Uh I mean, oh, you're a you're a Kutcher guy, you're not a you're not a fastbender guy, so you're saying. I like the Kutcher movie, dude. I didn't see either one because I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. I mean, this thing, it's got some weight to it, bro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, moving on. Hey, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the playoffs. Uh, Braves are doing playoffs. good. Red Sox suck. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, October's coming fast. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox, man. What happened? <sighs> um, do you have an answer for me? Can you no. tell me what happened to the Red Sox? You know, they didn't lose a ton of talent after huh? the World Series. I mean, Kimbrell held out and then signed elsewhere. They lost Joe Kelly, who was a really good pitcher in the last, you know, third of, of the year and into the playoffs. I don't know, man. They have most of their talent. Mookie's there. You know, you got Jackie Bradley, Benintendi, uh, Bogarts, uh, Mar- J.D. Martinez. Like, you're, the crew's you're talking there. about a team that won 108 games last year oh fuck man 108 games and you're sitting at 68 yeah and i'm there's not almost positive i don't think i'm almost positive that they're like out of the wild card race um a few days back they were only they had like a five percent chance to make the wild card so um let's see where espn has them um, currently they are, uh, let's see, fourth in the wild card, six and a half games yeah. back. So, I mean, you're not dead. Well, so the percentage, the stat was there's a 5% chance is what they were giving them. And that was based sure. on not their current record, but what they expected to finish because they've still got a run with some really good teams coming up. The Yankees, they've got a, a right. Cleveland meetup, Tampa Bay again. So they're pretty much fucked. Um, yeah. If they make the wild card, it's just going to be a disgrace. So, 
I just I, I don't know I don't see it happening. Um, there's there's no. a lot better, a lot better teams. Yeah, I, I think where they really weren't wrong. Um, I mean, obviously they, they won a World Series, but I mean when they got rid of Tito Francona, like game over, man. You think so? You, you like Francona that much? Well, I think the World Series team was his doing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he 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 laid the sure. groundwork and drafted the players. Um, right. Yeah, I do. I think that was a big it, it, loss. I mean, look at Cleveland. Right, you're not wrong. Yeah, Cleveland was in the World Series what three years ago, four years ago, two two years ago, I think. Right, Houston versus Cleveland, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, the the Red Sox have won what two World Series in the last six years. Yeah, I mean, they've got bad. a good run. Oh four, oh seven, two thousand eleven, thirteen, thirteen, and then 18. last year. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. No. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, the Braves are in first place right now in the National League East. They were six games up, I believe, maybe seven now, but they were about six games Uh, last year. You know, we hit the wild card. Uh, I'm hoping this year we go a little bit further. That team is stacked, uh, and I would love to see them uh, have a deep run. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, October. It's vast approaching. It's scary to look at um, the Twins. It's scary to look at the Dodgers. Dodgers Uh, are scary. Yeah. It, I'm not really sold on any Houston's of the doing awesome. teams. I'm not really sold on like the Cardinals or the Cubs or the Brewers. I'm not really not really sold on a lot of those guys. Um, I'm more worried about the Dodgers. I'm more worried about um, maybe the Phillies that they come on strong towards the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, definitely worried about the American League. Cubs, the Yankees. The Cubs are the Cubs are pretty low key. Uh, you got to watch out for. I mean, they're, they're in the division lead by a slim margin, and uh, mm-hmm. those guys know how to turn it on. I mean, all it takes is a couple bats to get going. Yep. Uh, we're getting ready NFL season. We talked a little bit about that last uh, last week. We have college yeah. football. I think starting this weekend though. Yeah, there's the big college uh, college kickoff. I don't really follow college football really a ton. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll check out the Iowa games, the Iowa state games used to watch a lot of Miami and Florida state. Um, so I might catch those, but college, say, you're, you're a cyclone fan by proxy, aren't you? Yeah. 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 I mean, mostly I actually like Iowa better, sure. but, um, like the, uh, the cyclones colors more, but right. yeah, it's just college is too much to follow. It's I a mean, lot. There's obviously the big players, Clemson's, uh, your Georgia's, your, you know, your Baylor's and all that stuff, and uh, Oklahoma, Alabama. But it's just once you get past the big ten players, like it's fucking crazy. It's a lot of people to pay attention to. No doubt about it. A lot of people to pay attention. You know who else paying attention to a lot of people? Yeah, yeah. Amazon. Yeah, man. Listening to our conversations through our Alexas. Yeah, that that story came out a couple weeks ago um and amazon basically said oh yeah we do that yeah uh, like yeah flat out was just like yeah we yep and right okay yeah uh yeah we have a an actual team of people that monitor r- recorded dialogue conversations and catalog it uh fucking crazy like it, we always thought it was happening right but why it, it only makes sense derek somebody's got to you know, intuitively look at this and say, like, are we somebody's got to quality it, right? Quality right. check. They got to know that you said this, Amazon heard this, does that compute? And how do we make it better? So it's like, I guess 
whatever. The problem that I have is that it, it, they can get all of it, man. All of it. They can just push a button and listen to everything that you say. That's where my problem comes in. Is it's not like it's literally a direct walkie-talkie to their ears. It it's not like it's caching. You know the the few seconds before you say Alexa, or the few seconds after, or the minute right. after. Even it's like if I'm thrashing my children, Alexa's just like, oh, <sighs> yep, got it. Listening to you yeah. just fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about how with those uh, recent shootings in Texas nope. and, and Ohio yep. that, right. you know, Facebook, we think probably could have predicted that this guy was going crazy. Cause they're in, they're into all your private shit. Everything. I mean, if that guy had an echo, he's fucking pacing his room, loading a gun. Right. You know, where's, where's the, uh, where's your team there? Well, yeah. Where's the responsibility start? Where, where's it end? Where's the violation of privacy come in? I mean, it's, it's a fucking, it's a crazy world that we live in. Right. I mean, it, it's you can only act oblivious for so long, especially when you're taking that kind of information from people. Yeah. And saying that it's not your responsibility when you're literally listening to conversations. That's a little bit bigger of a deal. Yeah. And, you know, once Bezos uh, says, yeah, it's happening. The other players pop in Google, Facebook, Microsoft. All confirm that they also do that. Oh yeah, uh, and can li- listen to live conversations. So, whew, I mean, there's just a deep dark place in those companies, way down in the basement, where there are some dudes just listening in and just jerking it to some people having sex. Man, you think people have like echoes in their in their sex dungeons and shit? I don't know about sex dungeons, but. <laughs> You know, like oh, you're about okay. to you're about to put on the BDSM. You're like, hey, Google, uh, play <laughs> some fucking tools. You say, like, what do you say? Like, you're fucking talking to Google to play some Here's some. Rhythm XF. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google, cancel. Oh fuck, that's funny, man. That was pretty good. I I said no. I, I forgot mean, I had you... one like right here. Yeah. What are you What are you turning on? Are you putting on like a little uh, Al Green or I don't what are you have What are you putting on? Idea what it was. Andrew C K W K. I don't know. It's not Andrew W K. Whatever that, it is. It's that uh, uh, man. I can't think we of what the party hard. Uh, uh, per- Barry nice White. Play? Barry White oh, is what I'm Barry thinking White. of. Okay, play yeah. a little Barry White or like Alexa. Play some Barry White, and that's the trigger word for these people downstairs. Like. Turn it on. Uh, um, Google, can you play some Romstein? Remember Gilby? You remember that story? Yeah, oh, I sure do. Fuck, man. Should we, I, uh, should, we, should we tell that story real quick? Uh, it's pretty funny, dude. Go for it. Okay, so you know Derek and I worked at the Best Buy, right? We had uh, this associate. He'll remain nameless, right? But... Needless to say, he he has Asperger's. He's very socially awkward. Um, I mean, the list goes on. The guy the guy's kind of a schizo. And uh, we're at a uh, at a training, and uh, we're getting introduced to the new district manager. So, in the world of Best Buy, you're the associate. You have a supervisor. You have a sales manager. You have a general manager above that, and then you have a district manager. So this is like the boss's 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 boss, right? This lady's, you know, making mid-hundreds. And, uh... Hundreds. Hundreds. And, um... Somebody asks about... (laughs) Somebody asks about how she met her husband. (laughs) And 
she says, oh, you know, it's a pretty funny story. Uh, you know, we met at a Romstein concert. And, you know, Romstein, they're known for their antics. Uh, <laughs> so this employee jumps up, literally stands up yep. in, a, in a room full of sitting people. And he says, oh, I love Romstein. And she goes, and this dude loves metal. I mean, yeah, he loves he's, metal. He's into it, man. Uh, yep. He's like, oh, I love Romstein. And that's he starts walking up to the front, and we're like, we're all just stunned that what's happening right now. And he says, yeah, I was at a Romstein concert one time, and they just like sprayed fake jizz all over the audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, she was mortified. Well, as, as, and why wouldn't you be? Because she probably lived it, but wasn't trying to tell people that, oh, yeah, I met my husband after we got th- fake jizz through her face. Some sour cream jizzle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, speak, uh, speaking of getting jizzed all over. Um, yeah. Sony is just jizzing all over uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sony and Marvel can't come to an agreement to keep Spider-Man in the MCU. Yep, that's true. And that's fucking horseshit. Uh, Tom, Are you Tom more Holland. sad about the character or Tom Holland? No, Tom Holland, for sure. Like, it, yeah. this this run of Spider-Man is... Has been brilliant. Awesome. I mean, brilliant. for a long time, uh, live-action movie Spider-Man, you know, Tobey Maguire... Great. I think he's a pretty decent... Peter Parker, but a shitty Spider-Man. Sure. And you go to Andrew Garfield. I think he's an awesome Gar- Spider-Man. And he's Garfield, sorry. Uh, yeah. You go to him and and good Spider-Man, not great Bad. Peter Parker. Right. And so now you got Tom Holland who is, he looks young enough and he looks like he's supposed to be in high school. Very good comedic timing. Looks great athletic, in the suit. Athletic kid. Yep. yep. And it's just it's fucking too bad. I hope they work something out, but this is just well, Sony so being the, Sony. The original deal that I heard was Marvel saying, yo, Sony wants 50-50 profits, and we're telling them no, which is a shitty deal if that's the case Yeah. Um, on on Marvel's part, because really, you don't A, you do not need the money. <laughs> sure. But B, I think if you had bigger plans, which it kind of seems like maybe they don't, if you had bigger plans for Spider-Man in your universe, maybe they would have tried a little bit harder. And then Sony comes back today and was basically just like, it was Kevin. Kevin said he just couldn't handle it. He's got too much on his plate and didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. And he just passed on it. And Kevin that's Feige. Kevin Feige, the <clears throat> guy that's been running Marvel for a while. Yeah, the uh, mastermind. He is Daddy Marvel. Yep. Yeah, this is the Steve Jobs of Marvel. Yeah, the Marvel and MCU, I should say, not Marvel as a whole, but the MCU. Right, exactly. The movie universe. Just be, just be, just be clear. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm torn up over this. I think Tom Holland is amazing. Yeah, I love these new Spider-Man movies. Uh, Far From Home just became the highest-grossing Sony film of all time. I want to say know, taking man. over Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah, James Bond. Uh, which, by the way, that new James Bond uh, title is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, I like I like Daniel Craig's James. Uh, yep, I hope I, he goes out big. Yeah, I hope that last movie. I mean, what it was like, what, Can't Ever Die or Won't Ever Die or something like that? Uh, Can't Ever Die? You got to look it up really quick because it's going to yeah. piss me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I'm I'm pretty fucked up over Spider-Man getting kicked out of the MCU or out of the Disney family because that no means that. Die. 
No Time to Die, and that's a great title. Like that's yeah. an old school James Bond title. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I've got no time to die. Well, it's uh, it's pretty close to Tomorrow Never Dies, which is another one of my favorite Bond movies with Pierce Brosnan. But sure. Anyway. Um. But anyway, yeah, Spider Man stuff that 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 tears me up pretty good. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, um, it, honestly, dude, Kevin Feige, he's gonna be a semester long course in cinematic college courses. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. what he's done in MCU and just the fucking boatloads of cash that he brought in by creating well, and, and, and in how fast? Eleven years? Yeah. And you're you're in excess of fifteen to twenty billion dollars. Right. Um it's crazy. Never been done. And we're gonna look back when we're in our fifties and sixties, um, God I I hope it actually doesn't go that long. Sure. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of fucking superheroes, but eventually there we're is. gonna be we're gonna be dealing with you know fucking the 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 low levels. Um, yeah, it, I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be case studied. I mean, like I don't know what else to compare it to. Like in business school, what? they teach about Steve Jobs and Wozniak. You know what I mean? And like the start of Apple. That is that's to what me, you learn about business. To me, from a non-director standpoint, uh, like I associate indie movies with uh, Kevin Smith, Quentin sure. Tarantino, thing, yeah. you know, a couple guys like that. Kevin Feige is to m- superhero movies and the superhero experience and the billions of dollars that it has generated as a producer to what indie movies and directors are, uh, in my opinion. Like that is a very yeah. close relationship. Yep. Yep. I'm with you on that. Because um, and you know, the the crazy part is, think no one's been able to replicate it. Yeah, going back I to mean, Sony, full circle. Well, Sony yeah. has not been able to replicate yeah. it. Sony can't do it. DC, DC Comics hasn't been able to do it. Uh, video game movies haven't been able to do it. And I mean, video game movies very similar to comic book movies. Yeah. You would think that you could do things like this, and not even they have been able to to stick a landing. I mean, the Uncharted movie just lost another director. I think they've had six different directors now. They yeah. cannot get this movie made. No, like what? And well, you made a fucking Black Panther movie that made a billion dollars. Yeah, there's what? there are these flash in the pans that are outside the Marvel, uh, the direct Marvel universe. You know, like you got your Deadpools. Those are awesome. Wonder Woman was great, which I think is much more a product of Gal Gadot than it is of DC. Um, I've still not seen it, but yeah. Oh, fuck. You are missing out. I mean, it's I mean, it's I, way overhyped. Like people are like, oh, it's the best fucking super movie. No, 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 no. But compared to the other DC movies, it's not nearly as shitty. They they post that first like screen grab or like picture of Gal Gadot fighting is it She-Ra? Is that She-Ra, her name or yeah. yeah. Um and that's played by Kristen Wiig, which is crazy to me and yeah, that, that's just, funny, right? That alone excites me because I, I like Kristen Wiig a lot, so. Yeah. You know anyway. what though? We've had this conversation where as far as Marvel is concerned, they have my utmost trust. They cannot fuck up sure. until they do. You're 21, 22 movies in, and they haven't fucked up. So, and and losing Spider-Man just means it's one less character they have to really juggle. But yeah. I just don't want Sony to now fuck this up. You know, they've got a good blueprint for what a good Spider-Man movie should be. They've got Marvel's guidance upon it. I just don't want them to to overthink it now. Spider-Man for Marvel. I think the big issue is that. Um, 
if you connect into the comic book, Spider-Man was one of the most diverse characters. He has some of the coolest villains. Well, not um, only that, but he he connects with all the different uh, like groups. That's what I'm you saying. Is yeah, like yeah, he's right. he's he's like the central hub for a lot of the individual parts of Marvel. You know the yeah. the X Men, the Fantastic <laughs> Four, um, all that stuff. And other than maybe like Batman, I don't know another superhero that has such great stories behind their villains like yeah we, we talked about that before between batman and spider-man those are the two best rogue galleries yeah and it's why those kind of call that's why those are the video games that get made because people yeah, have the freedom true. to do shit like that you know I, and i think if you count dr doom into spider-man a little bit sure there's there's not even a competition like batman's yeah. out so yeah. uh final fantasy 8 is getting yeah. remastered. How do you feel September, about this? September third, I think, is when it comes out digitally. Twenty bucks. Um, um, I'm definitely getting it. I won't get it. Uh, I remember getting eight on the PS One. Um, yeah, PS One Classic. I yeah, own it on PS One Classic. But I think I still might because I played it on my PS Three for a little while. There ain't no um, fucking way to play it. So I mean, yeah, there, there isn't now. I mean, like I said, unless you have a PS Three nope. and you have you put your PlayStation One discs in there. Uh, but aside from that, like I, I don't know, eight just never connected with me. Like I liked the Gunblade, I thought it was cool. Um, right. I didn't hate Cipher as a as a bad guy, um, although he's not really necessarily the ultimate bad guy. Um, I like Squall, uh, yeah. Leon, whatever. You know, I I like that character. I like the 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 school. What was the school's called? What was it called? Uh, ooh, that's a really good question. I don't remember that. I do remember a lot sorry. of the. I do remember a lot of the characters, you know, like you, you uh, Quistis around the and, yeah, and you run Zell. around the school. And, and Sid obviously plays a, a, a bigger role than I yep. think most Sids. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel yeah. like he plays a pretty central role, being like the principal or like the yeah, uh, he's like the dean or whatever, superintendent or dean or something like that. But anyway, I, I didn't I just eight never clicked with me. And I'm not even saying that I'm the world's biggest seven fan. I'm a nine guy. Sure. Um, only because I've not really played six, and I think I'd be more of a six guy if I played it. But I, I really like nine a ton. Um, so, so eight, eight doesn't do it for me. I'm excited that it's getting a re-release, and I think twenty is reasonable. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm a nine man. I, I'm a ten man also though. I like ten a lot. So where a lot of people fall with Final Fantasy because there are so many fucking good games. I mean, six is by a lot of people considered sure. maybe one of people the greatest like, of all time. Uh, games of all time, but people fucking live and die by seven. Eight's kind of a black sheep. People love nine. They love ten. Um, but what it always comes back to, for the most part, is whatever one you played first is the one you like the most. Sure. Final Fantasy Eight was the first Final Fantasy I played. See, and that's it, was a, it holds it was a my, special part in my heart. It was my first Final Fantasy, also. Oh man, I'm surprised you're not. You know, yeah. It it. I thought it was a really good... So like I knew about Final Fantasy, right? But I never owned a PlayStation. My buddies had it. I had sure. a Super Nintendo for a long time. Anyway, and I had uh, not played Final Fantasy VI. But you have Final Fantasy VI that I remember seeing, and it's like very cartoonish. Obviously, it's 16-bit, right. et cetera, et cetera. And seven block characters, very polygonal, um, you know, kind of a cyberpunk feel to it. Well, here comes eight. You got adults. They got... They got real adult fucking problems going on. It's more mature and uh, it just really worked for me. I liked 
and again, I think it's just because it's the first Final Fantasy I played. Like, Squall's a pretty uh, intense main character. The back and forth with Cypher was great. Uh, Quistus I liked a lot. Who's the ultimate bad guy? I was like, uh, it started with a U. Adia something is the main bad chick. Is that what her name was? Yeah, the main bad chick's like this like goth looking girl in a purple outfit. Yeah, see, Cypher. It's not Cypher, it's the other bitch. Uh, Irvine was also a really good character. I mean, and they always have like kind of a a rogue guy, and I liked him too. Yeah, Renoa, and then like the bad guy looked a lot like Renoa, right? Like that was the whole thing. Yeah, Adia was her name or something like that. Yeah, Adia. Sorry, Adia. Adia. Okay, yeah. Uh, Designed by uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Oh, okay. Uh, creator of the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, I just remember anyway. Final Fantasy VIII had a lot of Laguna. Good, yeah, see, I... it had good music. The summons it had were really good sweet. characters. The, the characters were really cool. I, yep. That was the first time that I had seen um, an Ifrit. Uh, I just there's so many cool yeah. things about that game. I just I don't know. It just didn't ever click with me. I didn't ever finish it. Here's the only reason I'm going to buy it. Right. So, it, if it was twenty bucks and you buy it and you got to play it traditional, I wouldn't do it because in my experience, going back to these old JRPGs, they're fucking hard, right? They're way hard. Games right? Games in 2018, 2019 are kind of easy mode. Like, they're very... They've got it figured out to scale you, right? Like, when you get to some place, you're leveled for that or you're overleveled. It was not that way, guys, back in the PS1 days. Let not me tell you, you. There was grinding and... This is going to have that power mode and a speed mode. So you can speed up the gameplay, and anytime you want, you can basically max out your HP, your MP, and your and your con- limit breaks or whatever. So if that wasn't in there as like a clutch, I wouldn't care. And that's the only reason I went back and played Final Fantasy VII last year on PS4 was because I could blast through the battles and just enjoy the story. I just... For me, when it comes to those old JRPGs, it's not necessarily about the difficulty that really spikes me away. It's the length of what those games were, man. Those games were long. I don't, I don't think that they were as long as you might remember. I think games maybe that's what it is. So much longer. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I remember eight feeling, especially. I guess it's the disc-based thing, right? Like eight was yeah, four, four discs. fucking discs. Like yeah. that's insane. I do remember that's that. Crazy. I was like, that's nuts. I don't want to change my fucking disc up four times. It's so much. So, official uh, how I, long to beat on Final Fantasy VIII. Main plus give extras. Seven, give me a seven, eight, and nine, would you please? Okay. Main plus extras, which is mostly what I Usually, go to because I'm not right, completing it. Do. Yeah, that's what uh, we both do. 60 hours. That's a lot. Okay, for Final, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's uh, a lot. Final Fantasy nine. Uh-huh. How long is Final Fantasy nine? 56 hours. Okay, so right about 60 hours. Nine. Yep. Uh, Final Fantasy seven. 56 hours. Okay, now go to 10. Yeah. I feel like 10's when everything kind of took a swing. Yeah, and I actually played 10. like 10 a lot. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, over 90 hours. Yeah, so see what I'm saying? Like, those games are just humongous. You want to talk about games today? I, I try to aim to play games that are between 8 and 20 hours long. If I'm over that... I got to be pretty committed in order to want to play that shit. You're talking about me going backwards to try to play. And I, I would play nine, but that's a 60 hour commitment. Like, that's a lot of yeah. fucking time, dude. 
You know, that's a lot of time. That's why I always get stuck at Blitzball at, at 10 because okay. I can just sit there and play Blitzball forever. And I'll be like, oh, I don't have to do the other five, you know, 50 hours of this. I'm good. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I am with you. Blitzball never became my thing. Um, but I remember sitting up in my living room at my dad's house um, and playing that on, on the on, on the PlayStation 2 and just being like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I had so much fun. I, I knew a lot of people in junior high that would kill you if you said you didn't like Blitzball. Oh, like, I mean, there's a lot of people that would say the other way, too. If you said you liked it, they're like, you're a fucking clown. The entire, like, the entire weekend spent playing Blitzball. Just Blitzball. Yep, just yeah. Blitzball. Uh, okay, so here's some news that you turned me on to that excited me. Oh, and sure. that is Matrix uh, getting a fourth movie. Yeah, with Keanu. Not only a fourth, right? Not only just a fourth movie. Yep, with the original Wachowskis, uh, with Keanu, and with uh, what's her name, Carrie something. Uh, Carrie and Moss. I think it's just yeah. Lana Wachowski. Oh, uh, uh, Wachowski sisters not coming. I don't think so. I think it's just. Uh... Lana, I do believe. Yeah, fourth installment to be directed by Lana Wachowski. Okay. I mean, she's the original creator and, and mastermind behind it, so that's all right. I, I believe so. So th- we had a little discussion via text. Like, <laughs> I like all of the Matrix movies. Sure. Matrix number one was awesome. Two was, I thought, still pretty good. It's like, I liked the overpowered Neo aspect of it, like taking on fucking 40 Agent Smiths, like... That was but badass. the bad CGI was bad. Yeah, it does not hold up. I mean, where he's like, <laughs> like a fucking noodle in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even three, I didn't mind. Like, I liked the closeout. You know, you got the Oracle, you got the Architect. Like, it's kind of, I get why people were like, oh, come on, this shit's bullshit. But I liked the way it all came together. Um, I thought the third one and the first one were good. Uh, the first one was great. Uh, the second one was just something about it just didn't sit with me properly. Oh man, but those. Like those, those car, car chase scene. Yeah, dude. Twins the twins were bad. No, come on. Oh, gee, that shit bad. was awesome. The the fucking highway scene at that point in time was the largest it, scene in yeah. cinema history. You're right. Um, I mean, it was some of it, awesome. Some of it. Some of it. That point in 2003. Yeah. 2004. Some of the best uh, uh, computer graphics that you were going to find yeah. in a, in a movie. Some visual effects like you weren't going to see shit like that in anywhere else. I fucking walked. So I walked from my house at the time, which is like right near the fairgrounds. I walked to Copper Creek to see the second Matrix movie twice. And to that time, the only movie that I had bothered to go see on my own was the original Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, that's telling you something because I would spank my spank my monkey to the Lord of the Rings. That's true. You have. What do you think, though? I mean, like, any any just wild ass ideas about what's going to happen? Because so, like, the Matrix would... ended right. The third movie ended with um, Neo getting plugged back into the Matrix, right? It, so I honestly don't even remember the end of that movie. Is that what happens? Yeah, he go. So the third movie kind of progresses. They have that battle of Zion, but they're all out. Like they're all outside. The Sentinels are coming, and then him and Trinity take the, take the ship and they're going to like the main 
the, the main the fucking dude. Yeah, exactly. And he gets blinded. Remember that shit? And he learns how to I see do remember that. the Matrix. And yep. uh, yeah, the end of it is he basically sacrifices himself to stop the cycle. Do you remember, you don't remember that? He like goes up on that little like little. I'm trying to read right now about it just so I can kind of get a visualization of what happened. And it's been a little while since I've seen the movie, but more more or less the the overtone is that the architect designed designed the Matrix. Neo is an anomaly. He's like not the first. He's not even like the tenth anomaly, yeah. the one. And it's just a cycle. It repeats and it repeats and it repeats. And he was gonna try to stop the cycle uh by sacrificing himself and then kind of like uh he became like a, a virus in the Matrix. To right. Like stop it all. But yeah. So I don't even know, man. I mean, like, I, I just kind of assumed that, you know, Neo's dead. Um, yeah. Do you think this is going to be a reboot? No, man. I mean, I think you get old Neo, kind of old gray, like older than John Wick type. I was going to say, are, are we going to get like grizzled veteran Neo teaching somebody else that we're going to get here to try to reboot the whole franchise? I, or are we just going to get like a better ending than what we got. I think it could be really cool to see him fighting. Cause I mean, we've seen what he does in John wick. Like he sure. does all of those stunts Yeah, and he had a stunt double. I remember in the matrix movies and um, it still looked awesome. So like imagine how, how more prepared he is to like fuck shit up. Um, I think it'd be awesome. Now, Carrie Ann, uh, yeah, I haven't seen her. I don't know if she's in any good, I, any good shape, know. or maybe she's a fucking train wreck. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, here's what I want: something unexpected. I, I that's that's what I want. Yeah. I, I don't know about I don't know that I have an uh, an idea. Um, I want this to be something I don't expect. Uh, I don't want it to just be the same shit we already saw in three movies. Give me. Neo with kids and him having to realize that these kids can be taken away in an instance because maybe they're a part of the matrix and he doesn't realize it or, or something to that effect. Like, give me, give me a reason to care because all the good stories from when like we were growing up to now, a lot of them have involved people getting older and having kids. I mean, look at God of war. Right. I mean, I mean look at the last of us, like, we have all aged, we have all grown, we have all had that nostalgia. So give us that nostalgia kick, but also give us a reason to care. And the uh, the most effective way of that has been recently uh, adding kids to the mix. So throw here's, that in there. And Here's what I want to know, though, is, okay, so you're bringing back Kiana, you're bringing back Carrie Ann Moss. Are we getting Hugo Weaving? Are we getting Lawrence Fishburne? Are we getting Fishburne, Joe Pantalonian? The rumor with Fishburne was that they were going to recast him, um, and I haven't heard a word about Smith. I mean, I don't think you bring Smith back. Dude, fucking Hugo Weaving, though. I mean, he made Hugo those Weaving, movies. Yeah, but he doesn't want it. He barely wanted to do the fucking. He doesn't uh, like to act. So transform. Yeah, he didn't he, want to do the Transformers movie. He's doing. He's doing a lot of Broadway and like small town theater shit, as I understand it. But he's doing shit that he doesn't have to fucking worry about. Yeah, he's so good though. Yeah, you're not um, wrong. I'm excited for whenever this comes out or if it does come out, I, I'm I'm ready to see it. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, what do we want to talk about next? Ooh, we got uh, wrestling on the agenda. We do always have wrestling on the agenda. Uh, you showed up. Thank you for coming to the uh, the SummerSlam party that we had uh, the yep. week before my birthday. That was a good time. It's a good uh, thing you hardwired pizza. in. Yeah, it got me hardwired in for me to only still 
continuously have buffering issues, but that's fine. It wasn't that. It was the network. WWE Network just upgraded to 2.0, and it's bad, yeah. but that's fine. Uh, but, yeah, you came down for SummerSlam. We hung out. Uh, you, you brought some some uh, root beer. I did. Uh, nice I, stream, baby. Yep. I, uh, I, I got, we all got some pizza together. You had some brownie bites. Yep. Uh, you brought your own chair, <laughs> sat in front of me. Um, yes, you know, all, so far I can't disagree with anything that you said. It was a good time. Um, it was a good time. Maybe wasn't the best SummerSlam. Wasn't a great SummerSlam in my opinion. Um, kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. Well, what are the highlights you think? I thought the Randy Orton match was really good. I thought the Randy Orton match was bad. Um, oh. The I went I, I went back and watched it. it just wasn't good. Um, I the not ending really of, it, any of it. The ending of it was the same ending that Kofi had. Or I'm sorry that's. Uh, Samoa Joe had Samoa Joe had with AJ Styles, yeah. where Joe came for AJ Styles' family. It's the same thing, and that feels very cheap to me. Um, you're you're damn near thirty years in though. To and you're doing the same shit. Like, well, yes, you're doing the same shit, but like you're thirty years in, and you have two to three shows a week. You have a, like four or five pay per views a year minimum. It's like how much content can there really be? Like you really have to diversify uh, the characters and have them do the same things over. There's 12 pay-per-views, if not more a year. Are you fucking kidding me? Tony, there's one a month. Good Lord. I, I know you're still getting back into this. I know you're still a little fresh. It never used to be uh, that way though, right? Yeah. There was always I mean, one a month. They had the world rumble king. Of, uh, they had uh, in your house. SummerSlam was always around WrestleMania. Um, uh, like that's five or six. What else is there? I mean, you want me to try to like run down to you what the the events are? Well, I'm just saying they've added more, basically. Like, uh, I mean, no, I mean, if it's so like, let's go click 2001, right? You ready? Here's 2001 right. in WWE. You had the Royal Rumble in January. No way out in February. Nothing in March because they gave them a break because WrestleMania happened in April. Backlash at the end of April. Insurrection May 5th. Judgment Day, May 20th, King of the Ring in June, Invasion in July, SummerSlam in August, Unforgiven in September, No Mercy in October, Rebellion in November, Survivor Series in November, and Vengeance in December. There has been a pay-per-view once a month since I've watched wrestling in the 90s. Yeah, They started so doing one pay-per-view at... a month. They started doing one pay-per-view a month in roughly 95, 96. Yeah, so I, that's what I was going to say. Is like I'm looking at 96, 97 when I started really kind of getting into it so like 94 was there wasn't five yeah right three years later one a month yeah so yep. so what, that's what i was saying was pretty much true though i mean royal rumble wrestlemania SummerSlam, survivor series those just, are the big four those are still the big four essentially yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. and what what most people consider to be like the those the are your quarter events yes those are your your big four uh your big four important events you know they're, they're monthly ones can be not so great or what people think are not so great. But yeah, as, as we approach uh, where we're at, you had um, SummerSlam and now you, you got some other ones. You got Clash of Champions in September, Hell in a Cell in October. Mm. Uh, they're going back to Saudi Arabia again. Uh, and then they're doing Survivor Series in, in uh, November. That'll be the next quote unquote big one. And then the Royal Rumble. Um, as far as SummerSlam goes, yeah, just kind of a snooze fest. It wasn't great. Um, Thank you, trying to Natalia. We, we didn't see that match because we left. Um, yeah, we didn't grab the pizza. 
Goldberg and Ziggler, we knew was going to be a real quick match, a one minute fifty seconds. Yeah, squash. It was it was a that was a flopper. Dolph is man, he's just really taking it on the chin. Well, these days. he's really good at though. He's yeah, really he's good really at good at being a dickhead. He's um, really good at selling it. Well, and he saw, did you see on Raw or whatever where was it the Miz that he was yeah like, come out and was trying to fuck with yeah yeah yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I like him though. Stupid. And uh, uh, let's see, Brock, Brock, and Seth Rollins. That well, yeah, I mean, captivated that, that, me. That, that was your big one. Styles and Ricochet was okay. wasn't as good as I wanted I to love be. Ricochet, man. Ricochet's real he, good. He just Bailey flopped and, on a lot. Bailey and Ember Moon was a snooze fest. Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon wasn't very good. Going back and watching, it. I thought I had a good time watching that match, uh, but man, just I just really like not, I just really like Shane McMahon. I I, I love you know his yeah. build, his persona, his look. Kevin um, Owens is great. He is amazing. I am. I'm growing on Kevin Owens. I originally didn't like him, you know, because he's Austin. taking other, other people's moves and he's kind of a whiny little bitch. But this like storyline between him and Shane and getting fined for hitting an official, uh, you know, who wasn't an official really, um, I think that's pretty funny. And then you know, Shane whips out the the referee uh, jersey on SmackDown Austin. this week. Yeah. yeah. So that's I I kind of like where it's going, man. Um, not not awful. It's um, not terrible though. Yeah, Charlotte Flair and Trish. That was a an okay match. Um, Trish losing going out. Yeah, I'm happy you think so. Yeah. Uh, Trish going out on her back is the way it should have been. You know, she lost in her hometown. Yep. Her final final match, uh, which was good. Yeah, you like the Randy Orton match. My my favorite match was probably the Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor match or the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar match. So those are my two favorites. Yeah, I'm I'm really liking Bray Wyatt. I like they, what they're doing with it. that guy. It's it's they original it. and it's fucking creepy. Creepy. Like the straight up. Great. The music is that kind of shit that just makes you like what's happening cringe. right now. Right. Yes, exactly. Um and like nobody's safe, man. Like that's kind yeah. of the best part. Um yeah, it's good. It's just they're they're building it super well, and him wrecking Finn Balor was really good. It, um, it it would be awesome if he's just like this demon, but man, when you sprinkle in like the oh he has like the little playtime with the with the stuff to pets or whatever, yeah, wow, that really <laughs> Mister Rogers stuff is yeah, real good. That really takes it to the next level. Yep, really good. And then the Seth. I'm, here's the thing. <clears throat> For all the shit Brock Lesnar gets, he is the most bankable superstar that they have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna he, put uh, he's gonna put on a show. Seats, you know. He's gonna put a he's gonna put a show on, and uh, I'm happy he, Seth won. When he gets to German suplexing, man, it's something to yeah, watch. I love it. it is. It is a it's a feat to behold. Um, I I really like uh, really like Brock. Really like Seth. I think they put on a great show. Yep. Happy Seth won. Just so we have the belt on. Uh, on the weekly show, uh, I don't know that I want to keep it on him, um, but I'm excited that he has it currently. But yeah. overall, I mean, if you're asking me out of five stars, which you're not, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I'd give this maybe a three. Not great. I would probably be right right in that same wheelhouse. Um I'm excited to see what they get going on with King of the Ring coming back after four or five years. Um, who who's who's like the end guy? Who's gonna do it though? So yeah, let me let me What's see the speculation. Yeah, uh, see if I can pull this 2019 King of the Ring thing here. So 
here's your brackets currently. You had Cesaro and Samoa Joe. Yep. Uh, they fought on Monday. Samoa Joe won, yep. which makes me sad, but it, it's fine. I like Samoa Joe. Uh, next Monday, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre are going to go go fight. Here's the thing. With the different um, storylines you're trying to balance, Ricochet's great. Drew McIntyre's going to win that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I like Drew McIntyre. Cedric and Sammy. Uh, I love Cedric Alexander. His story is great. Uh, you should watch his first match on the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, yeah. where he literally got chanted by the crowd there, please sign Cedric, uh-huh. so long that Triple H literally walked out from the back, not prepared to do anything, and raised this dude's hand, and they fucking signed him that day. Like, it That's was a legit, cool. that was a legit story. Um, I don't like Sammy Zayn. So I'm, Sammy's I'm, great. He's one of the best wrestlers out there. His character sucks right now, but I love yep. Sammy Zayn. Um, you have the Miz, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's been missing for a couple months now. Wondering where he's going. We'll see what happens next week. Right. Kevin Owens and Elias. We saw what happened this week. Elias got the quick pin. Uh, Chris oh, H. McMahon. Fucking yeah. bullshit. Whatever. Uh, Ollie and Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's had two quality matches back to back. His match with Roman Reigns, fire. His yeah. match with uh, uh, with uh, Daniel Bryan, oh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan this yeah. week, fucking fire. Yeah, he's fighting Ali next week. Ali will be the one that wins that, in my opinion. Okay. Mm. Chad, Chad Gable, Shelton, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Kurt Angle Jr. Not Kurt Angle's son. That you, yeah, not Kurt Angle Jr. Um, but uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin used to be tag team partners also. He oh, just filled okay. in one one black man with another black man after he left him. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then uh, Paul Cruz and Andrade. Obviously, Andrade won. For me personally, my my two finale or my two finals are going to be this. It's either going to be it's Drew McIntyre all the way, I think. It's either going to be Drew McIntyre and Ali, or it's going to be uh, Cedric Alexander and Andrade. Those are those are my those are my two picks for the finals. I do it's like be Andrade. A heel, Heel and a face. They're not going to go double heel or double face. Yeah. I think the. I think who needs it, quote unquote, is Drew. I think he needs that momentum. Um, Drew should be a monster, destroying everybody in his path. He's, He's fucking, fucking big, huge. Dude. He looks good. He yeah. wrestles well. The dude should be a champion. Um, so I, I, for him to win this, I think it'd be great. Um, but any of those four, I think, would would fit foot in right away. I've been. Uh, it's like my whole my whole renaissance with wrestling came to some highlight videos of the attitude area. We, uh, attitude era. We've talked about this. I started watching the stone colds and the rocks and the, you know, the NWO the good and all stuff. that stuff. Yeah. And then I transitioned into like getting back into real, you know, 2019 wrestling and kind of following up with some of the storylines. I've now gotten into kind of like looking at the, uh, the like, behind the scenes stuff of the nineties and the early two thousands. So like sure found this series on YouTube called behind the Titan Tron. And this guy basically does these little mini documentaries. And so like I watched one on the Montreal screw job and learned a bunch of stuff. I never knew knew yeah. what it was. Bret Hart punched, punched Vince McMahon in the face. Fucking punch Vince. Jared, uh, Jared Briscoe broke Vince's ankle by mistake. Like yeah. all this different funny shit. I watched, uh, about Triple H um, taking the dive for uh, Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. Oh, yeah, for, um, for the click. Him for the, the click. Yeah, yeah, eating shit for he, them. And then he lost his first like uh, WWF championship match, I think, because like, of that. Like right away, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and because he ate shit, they put Steve Austin in, in his the match. Place. And that's how he won. Yep. Exactly right. So, like, that's just the, some of that shit's cool. 
the unfortunate side effect is, goddamn, Vince is a real bitch. He's an asshole. Vince McMahon knows exactly what he is doing, and he does it very well, but he does it his way and no one else's way, and no one's going to stop him from doing it his way. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the genius and the detriment to the WWE. Well, I, the one I watched today that really kind of started to fucking piss me off about... It's like all of these things about Vince, right, piss me off because it's always... Uh, so and so talked to Vince, and Vince says, "You know, I gotta do it. You know, I gotta. Somebody's gotta take the fall." It's always that conversation of like, "Sure, I gotta look like take I'm one in for control." The yeah, exactly right. right. Like, you know, buck up, son. You gotta do this. Right. Take one on the t- you know, take one on the chin for me. Yeah, and so I watched this one today on Chris Benoit, uh-huh. um, and you know, here's what I knew about Chris Benoit going into that uh, small dude. Very talented. Uh, very talented, small dude, you know, and he killed his wife and kid and shot himself like, or hung himself. And so it's like, that's tragic. what I knew about Chris. Tragic. Super tragic. I remember when that broke news. I mean, that was like, yeah, was a big that deal. wasn't just wrestling. I mean, that was like fucking no, everywhere. That was, was national news. What I did not know was he killed his wife like four days before. Before. Then, like two days later, killed his son. Then, like two days later, killed himself. Right. He had, he had, after he killed his wife and kid, he had contacted WWE events and said, like, I can't come to this event. There's a family emergency. Uh, he had reached out to Chavo Guerrera. Like, so much shit happened that mm-hmm. it's hard to not say that the WWF was com- complacent in some of this. Well, I mean, it, you what. Like, obviously they didn't kill a guy, but, but, but again, it's back to the Amazon thing, right? What, what do you know? And what don't you know that you were being privy to and that you weren't making an action on? Yeah. Um, there's a a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, not evidence, but there's a lot of strong inclination that the WWE worked with local law enforcement to tone down things that were going on at the house to keep the story quiet for a while. Well, because it didn't break right away. It broke that he died and they, the, everything else surrounding it took a little bit to get out. They put Um, on that tribute show. And then the day after that figured out that he fucking murdered his wife and kid. The diva, Ashley, diva, Ashley Massaro, who just died recently this year, I believe. Um, can't, she had posted something or wrote like a big letter about how she was raped. Um, yeah, and, yeah. uh, I think it was Afghanistan or somewhere over there by their, military. uh, by their military on yeah. a USO and trip that she told the WWE and they essentially were just like, listen, we'll take care of you when we get back to the States. Let's just not say anything now. Cause we don't want to ruin our relationship with USO. And like, that's the kind of shit that makes you not want to be a part of anything that they do like it makes you queasy and feel gross um and i don't think that that's the company that we're dealing with today i really don't i think there's too many checks and balances in place to allow things like that to not happen and ensure that those things don't happen but the fact that those have happened in the past there are a lot of dark skeletons in that closet of instagrams that people don't know about i i I know that for a fact um he's just a fuck dude I mean, he he is he has sacrificed everything to make sure that company is the biggest thing in the world, and he's not been unsuccessful. He needs to he needs to fucking write a book before he dies. He's like, it. You know what though? I, like, if I hope he does. Like maybe that doesn't come out though. Like when he dies, because he he left it all to his family. You know what I mean? So it's like he doesn't sure. want to take that ship down, but like maybe a memoir comes out and eventually they publish it. I, I don't know, but 
even if it's a journal there's or or the right hand man's like if gerald briscoe writes one or pat patterson like they're involved there's in all of was, that shit. yeah i mean like right. pat patterson telling uh uh what's his name the ref to you know when sean puts brett in the sharpshooter fucking ding the bell like what's oh that? yeah yeah earl, uh, earl, earl hebner. hebner 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 okay Thank you. The shit's just fucked up, man. And that's that There's just makes me of, that just makes me want to watch wrestling all that more. Well, and that's that's the thing that intrigued you the most back then, right? Is that he had this competition where he was cutthroat and would do everything that he could. Yeah. And he hasn't had that. So that's why everything's been so complicit. Is like he doesn't have everything to compete with. Like he's the only fucking guy on the street. And now oh. with AEW getting ready to start up and then he puts NXT on, on Wednesday nights, like yeah. that's crazy. Well, oh fuck, man! We didn't even talk about it. Uh, like I watched the Owen Hart one too, and Vince mm. was the guy that went away from the protocol harness to a quick release harness against everybody's recommendations. And fucking, what happens? Owen clicks that harness by you know that was not federally right. regulated to be used and right. falls seventy fucking feet and kills himself. Like Jesus Christ, man! Like it's all on Vince, dude. He's got a lot of bloody hands, but. <sighs> Let's get off the dark topic uh, onto something a little bit more uh, happy to talk about. Sure. What's your summer backlog look like? We're coming. Well, what's your backlog look like coming into a bunch of summer releases? Oh you know, man! Borderlands Three is coming out next month. Gears yeah. Five for Xbox, which I'm interested in. Destiny Two's expansion drops. Destiny Two free to play drops. Link's Awakening on the Switch got to me hyped. Like. I mean, yeah, you're, you want to talk about some... There's a lot of video games coming out. A uh, game just came out uh, yesterday, uh, or Tuesday, I'm sorry. It was called uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, we were talking about that at SummerSlam with uh, a friend of the show. Hot, and, hot reviews. Andrew Morgan, yeah. A lot of, lot of good reviews popping about that game. Um, that came out... And I'm waiting on a sale, I think. 40 bucks digital. I thought it was physical. 40 bucks digital is a little too hot for me. Yeah. So I'm going to wait on that a little bit longer. But I mean, Control, which is uh, the the new Remedy game. Remedy being the people that made Alan Wake and uh, yeah. uh, fuck Quantum Break. Yep. They also made the original um, uh, Max Payne games. And so, right. I'm way into that. You got Astral Chain, which is the new Platinum game coming to the Nintendo Switch. That Blair Witch game's coming out soon. Um, that man of that Man of Medan game, which is coming out for. Uh, PS4, Xbox, and Windows. That's the new game from Supermassive Games, who did, uh, uh, fuck, that really realistic-looking, scary movie game. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Scary-looking movie uh, game. I will pull it up here. Well, hang on. As soon as I fucking see it, I talked about it just a minute ago. Uh, uh, Until Dawn. Uh, okay, yeah. Remember Until Dawn? Yeah. Uh. So that's their new game. Um, so that comes out soon, and then you get into September. You got Greedfall, which is like a, a Witcher style looking game. Yeah. Borderlands Three, Damon X Machina. Uh, there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to just in the next couple of months. Um, but as far as games that I'm still playing, just from for right now, I I just started playing uh, Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Okay. Um, I'm having a good, good time with that. Yep. But I got to get through that. That's about a 13 to 14 minute or th- 14 hour game. 14 minute game. <laughs> 14 hour game. Uh, I've, I've got this pull to play No Man's Sky, and I, I shouldn't, but I do. I uh, tried so. to get into it. I told you about buying it at GameStop, like dirt cheap, and getting it basically for free. Um, right. It didn't do it for me, man. 
Have you seen that new update though? Yeah, I've seen the new update and the VR support and all that stuff, but it's like for me once you know, I'm going on a flyer on that game anyway. And right. for it not to captivate me after like five or six hours that I played it, like fuck Sure. It. I get it. Um, I'd like to check out Fire Emblem, even though those are not my type of games necessarily, but everyone's ta- it's a lot of hype. Yeah. A lot of people talking about game of the year. Uh, I wouldn't mind renting Marvel Ultimate Alliance um, for, for a game to check out. Sea of Solitude came out a couple weeks back or a month ago now. Yeah. That was a game that I was excited about from E3. Um, uh, as far as games that I still need to to buy anyway as far as games that i sell my fucking on my on my playstation itself uh, i got ea access so i've got a way out uh, oh. that's a two-player game from ea that gets uh, dangerous I, man i downloaded uh, uh battlefield 5 that i'd like to check out um unravel 2 i've got on there okay uh it, what else days gone i own days gone i need to play that i've got dark siders 3 I'd like to play that and get through that. Um, Observation is on sale right now. That was a game from uh, uh, No Code, published by Devolver. That's a space exploration kind of scary-ish game. Yeah. Uh, that's 15 bucks right now. I really want to buy that. Um, and that that came out this year. Uh, I've got I've got a pretty bad, pretty big fucking backlog. So I listed games on a backlog, and those are just games that I own and want to oh. play not everything that i actually own and certainly not everything that i don't own that i want to play but mario deluxe i just picked up um, great game i'm hoping so i didn't play it on the wii u but i i blew my load all over your cell phone the other day about how good you it looked did. when i booted it up like probably the best looking game i've ever seen um wolfenstein 2 i started playing a little bit shovel knight i want to get back into steam world one after steam world 2 was so awesome Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, Dragon Ball Fighters, Rayman I'll Legends. I'll tell you what, Tropical Freeze is so good, and I need to play more of it. It's the all, yeah. it's the cartridge that's in my Switch right now, but I just I haven't played a whole lot of my Switch recently. But I really need to get I need to play some more Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. That, that game's great. Keep going, yep. Dragon Ball Fighters, Dragon Ball Fighters, Rayman Legends, um, Bastion, and Injustice Two. Uh, I cannot believe for whatever reason I haven't gone back and played that because I fucking loved Injustice One. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Also surprised I haven't gotten back into that. Sonic Mania, and I mean the list goes on, dude. Like I, I got no less than a dozen games that I want to play, but I know that when Borderlands Three comes out, I'm fucked. I want to get back into Destiny Two now that Cross Save uh, has been enabled starting today, and start playing with people I know on the PS4. Maybe a guy, a uh, little big U eight one five. Yeah, I'd like to get it back into Destiny. Like I said, I need to clear some shit out of my PlayStation. Um, I've got MLB on there still. I haven't played a lot of baseball. I've got Madden I bought. I haven't played a lot of Madden. Right. Um, it's just games are coming out faster than I can fucking get through with them. You know, I was on vacation last week. I beat one game. You know, I just don't have the time. I, I got to find – I got to squeeze in the time. I don't even think if I tried, I could get through these games. You know, like – yeah, if, I took, no, if I took a fucking month off work, I don't think that I'd get through these games. I, I will. I, I will. Uh, I might try to take a couple pictures of the PS4 games alone that I've got and send those to you. Uh, just the games I have not played or only played very little, and you can post those on the Facebook. Hmm. But there, my my backlog is uh, not, my just my physical, not even my digital backlog. My physical right. backlog yeah. is ginormous. Yeah, yeah. I need some gaming X-Lax, You know what I'm saying? You're not wrong. 
Uh, I, what, I just need uh, to somehow pause, play games, and finish them. Yeah. Well, and I'm only hurting myself because I am the guy that plays one game at a time. I cannot bounce between several games. Um, can't fucking do it. And the games I tend to play are, are not, you know, five-hour adventures. Like, sure. I'm getting into yeah, those sure. with, with the Ori's and the Steam Worlds and, um, you know, games like that. But typically, I'm I'm your 30, 40, 50-hour gamer, so... Well, and speaking of Ori, by the way, coming to the Switch. Yeah, I know you're excited about that. It was, it might be one of the best games ever played. Putting it out there, but. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Anyway. What have you been watching and playing? Tell me what you've been playing, because I know we've been watching the same thing, and I definitely want to yeah. spend some time talking about that. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine completely. Um, So I've been playing a lot of Bloodstained. Like I said, I, I put, uh, you played Symphony of the Night. You played Castlevania. I played Castlevania on uh, Super Castlevania. Um, okay. Never Symphony of the Night, though? Never Symphony of the Night. So that's what this game essentially is. Uh, it's a lot of open exploration. I think you'd really honestly like it. Uh, and if you want to uh, check it out before I get rid of it after I'm done with it, I, I will gladly let you borrow it for the PlayStation. But yeah. um, it is, hey, here's this uh, this map. You are trying to figure out your, your way through this castle to defeat bosses that give you abilities that you can then backtrack to different areas of the map, unlock new areas to be able to get your way through this entire castle to the, the final bad guy and defeat them. Yeah. Um, so like right now, I think I'm three bosses in probably about four ish hours in. Um, I got the, I finally just got the double jump, which obviously is most games when you unlock the double jump shit goes, that's when shit starts popping off. So, yep. Yep. um, I'm excited about that. I've been playing quite a bit of that. I finished Wolfenstein Youngblood. I was very disappointed with that game. I've heard that, yeah. Um, real, real quick, two two or three games I just like fucking popped in my head that are on my backlog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's Go Pikachu. Oh, haven't fuck, haven't yeah, played that. I played a little bit of mine, but I haven't, I haven't played enough to call it like done. Uh, fuck, I just forgot what it was i know i got kirby i know i got ukulele yeah. or not ukulele Yo, uh, well, yoku's island Yoku, yoku's island so i know good. i got captain toad treasure tracker i want to buy captain toad uh like those i mean the list goes on but like i i know i have those that yeah. i haven't even put in my fucking switch i mean shovel knight steam world are, are pretty big one i mean those are fast ones that you can get through those games pretty quick yeah sonic mania was a game that i was happy to play but I don't know that I'm ever going to play it again. It's cool. The physical it is, release. It is cool. Um, I, and that's what I have is the physical. It's yeah. cool, but I just don't. My nostalgia for Sonic is better left alone. Like, Sonic's hard. I played so much fucking Sonic as a kid. Yeah, but like, it's hard. You play it now, I'm like, fuck. It's you like remember, Crash, Crash you remember Hollywood Video? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I had a Hollywood Video several blocks from my house. I'd walk there and get Sonic and Knuckles. And remember back in the day on the Sega, you used to have the, the thing that was like attached to the Sega games. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like the little yeah, cartridge the that attaches genie. to the cartridge the game genie. Well, no, it wasn't the game genie. Oh, but I was like, Sonic, Sonic I don't remember what game it was, but like you you're, had a you're like a little double stack thing. It was like yes. a 32 bit cart. Yeah. I think it was like 32 bit cart. Oh maybe. fuck. I used to walk down and, and rent that motherfucker. Yeah. Sonic and knuckles. Great game. Yep. Anyway, go ahead. Great. Anyway. Uh, so I, I, Wolfenstein Youngblood, very underwhelming, not great. Yeah. Madden 20, not bad. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I'm at an age now where I don't hate sports games, but I just just don't do it for me like they used to. Yeah, Madden for me used to be an every, an every year banger. 
Like I'd have to do it every single year. I just um, don't get enough out of it. They they kind of plateaued around like sixteen, seventeen, when you know they got a lot of really good AI in there and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So now it's it's been on like a three year rotation, and now with EA Access, once you get to like week six or seven of the season it comes out on EA access typically. Right. Um, so there's not even really a reason to buy it, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. So, uh, as far as playing, that's kind of where I've been. Uh, do you remember the game? Her story? No, it was an iOS or a phone game that came out that everyone was fucking, that went gaga over it when it came out. People loved the shit out of it made by Sam Barlow. Uh, his follow up to that game, um, I think it's called Telling Lies comes out tomorrow, and I have that preloaded on my phone. I think I it'll actually start downloading here at eleven o'clock because What's of it oh, about? See, it's literally sitting on my phone right now, waiting to be downloaded. Um, so her story was essentially I, I, I'm trying to piece it together here because it's been a while since I played it. I want to say it was a a woman who was in a you were like a clerk or a clerk county clerk or a, any anything somebody from within the the police. I'm just going to try to I don't want to butcher what I'm trying to say okay I, uh, her story uh, let, me just, let me just read you verbatim what this says this, the game is about and this is a mobile only game uh, no 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 it was on iOS and it was on OS and Android and Windows uh, okay. but originally I believe it came out um, on uh, on phones um, let me see so uh, in the game, player searches and sorts through databases of video clips, fictional police interviews, and uses the clips to solve the case of a missing man. The interview focuses on the man's wife, Hannah Smith, played by this actress. So basically, you are taking these keywords and typing these keywords in, and it would bring you up specific clips. And you would take these clips and piece them together to figure out, okay, wh- here she's talking about this, okay, but that's a different thing that she's talking about over here or that just doesn't make sense and you're basically deducing what happened through this game by just typing in keywords in this database to find different clips that they were recorded of this woman talking to be able oh, to this figure is out fucking what the... fmv yeah it's fucking dope dude um i had a really cool time with it wow. um and the wife liked it a lot and so it's been a while like that came out 2015 yeah 2015 oh. and so telling lies uh, this is the follow-up. The spiritual successor to this comes out tomorrow um, and is getting banger reviews on Metacritic. So I think it's like seven or eight bucks. I would highly suggest picking up both of them if you if you want a cool game. Um, but yeah, I, I have preloaded uh, Telling Lies. Like I said, it's it's eight minutes away from probably downloading on my phone. I'm pretty excited to play this. Three and a half gigs. I mean, that it's ain't small game. for a phone game. Uh, no. And it's, like I said, if you read some of the reviews, um, right now it's sitting at 85 on Metacritic. That's pretty good. IGN, IGN gave it a nine. These are the type of games that, so like I play a lot of mobile games kind of in between my time at work and stuff like that. So like right. a game like this where I have to interact with it and I have to listen to it and all that would not fly for me. That's a, I, that's a home game. That's a yeah, home game. I would never do it at home. but See, and, I, and I will. Uh, yeah. That'll be a bedtime game for me. Uh, they, they shot over 100 hours of footage. They used 10. Jesus Christ, man. So it's a, I mean, it's going to be, I'm really excited. Like I said, this game started to get made in 2016. It took them four years to make. Uh, I'm, I'm all in. That's so pretty interesting. I'm, I'm excited to check this out. I think, uh, like I said, Sam Barlow has a very specific way he likes to tell stories clearly with the way he did her story. Yeah. This looks pretty similar uh, in gameplay mechanics with the different kind of people and you're talking to them and searching through kind of another desktop database thing. So uh, I'll have a better report on that next week. Cool. What about you? What have you been playing? 
Um, console wise, not a lot. I started Wolfenstein, maybe like six or seven hours into that, kind of digging it. Um, I, I kind of forgot how out there Wolfenstein is, like so post-apocalyptic. Um, fucking the Nazis took over. Like BJ yeah. is a goddamn badass. Can't kill the guy. Um, so that that's been good. Game I've really been playing that I told you about uh, is Mighty Quest on the phone, iOS. Oh, yeah. Remember yep. that? Yep. Um, kind of a Diablo-esque uh, RPG. It is real addicting. Um, I have willingly spent a little bit of real money on it to get, oh, no. to get uh, some good stuff to kind of help, help me progress or whatever and make me feel uber powerful. But it has a really good trickle of just enough to keep you hooked as far as like the challenging content. Cause re- realistically, if you strip it down, all it is is you go into a dungeon, you click on a screen and attack something, you get loot, you repeat. I mean, like it's very basic, but for some reason it really has hooked me. So that's mostly the extent of what I've been playing. In all honesty, like I've been watching a lot more stuff. Um, sure. You know, Let's let's educate the people on Glow. So well, first, I'd educate you on Glow, and I believe it was on this very show that I mentioned it to you. Mm, I, um, I might be I able to give you credit. It's out there on the internet. It's definitely a thing that I, I mentioned to you because you have this wrestling renaissance. I'm very good at television shows. Right. I think I've got a pretty keen eye for good shows, and you had never seen Glow. Um, and I'm a I'm a fan of Allison Brie. I think she was. Uh, is a phenomenal actress. I have only seen a little bit of community, but I knew she was very good in that. Yeah. Um, and Mark Maron, I'm not like the, the biggest Mark Maron fan, but for what he does in the show, he's real good. He's excellent. He's so good. He's such an um, asshole. Bash is great. That stupid blonde lady is really good. Just, I, I really like these ensemble shows and you give me an idea of, okay, or if you, it's anything to do with wrestling. Like I'm going to fucking watch this. Of course I am. Yeah. And it looked funny. And, and it so, doesn't really, like, when you say it, for people oh, that are it has to do with wrestling. wrestling. But it, it's it's based on, I mean, the, the core essential piece is that this is this was real. Glow was right. real. Is You know, it was a thing in the 80s. Yep. And though, so this is a fictionalized version of that. And the stories uh, that they're telling are just through the medium of what was, yep. not what is, right. you know? Yeah. It, it's real good. I've binged it. And now... The third season came out a little over a week ago, and I've started watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina Davis is in the third season. She is. She owns and a casino. What I love about this, right, is Gina Davis is a massive female advocate, um, specifically in Hollywood. So, like, she doesn't take roles that uh, are in movies that are heavily male-dominated. She is all about equal rights. So, like as a real person, she's a feminist. Right. And I think it's great that she is in this show that's promoting women and wrestling. Like, it's just, it's so fucking funny, dude. Like if you know about Gina Davis, right. Like I've read her book and saw her speak last year here in Iowa at a women, uh, women leadership conference. Like it's just so great. I mean, and she did like legal their own. So, I mean, it's not like she just picked this up in the me too movement. I mean, she was doing that shit 30 years ago. Right. She she's a pioneer essentially. She definitely. Definitely. And and she is I, I'm 
three episodes in, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I saw some. I saw Allison Bree's boobs when yeah. she was dancing with that headdress on. Was that episode three or four? Yeah, that was episode uh, I think it's four. Three, whatever. Either way, I'm, I'm I'm not quite halfway through the season, but I just forget how quick that show moves, man. At 35 yeah. minutes a piece, it books and uh, it feels real good to watch. I it, the, the comedic timing's great. Clearly, these all these people all have uh, rapport. Um, yeah. The thing I am feeling as I'm watching it is. Orange is the New Black was really good those first couple of seasons, and then it kind of slipped up a little bit. It's kind of where I'm at right now with this is some of the B stories don't really click with me. And I kind of um, warned you. And you did. And it yeah. seemed a little like first world problems, like the lesbian issues that we're having between the two of them. Just yeah, don't, that's funny. It, it don't, but it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, there's not really a lot there's, of weight yeah, or consequence there. That's what I was going to say. Um, there's no buy-in for me on it. Right. Oh, so great. I just they, don't really they care. Like to, they like to make out. Great. Yep. Great. Oh, she's mad at her. Oh, nope. Now she's not mad at her. Oh, great. Now they're going to, oh, cool. Whatever. Boobs. Like yeah. it just, it seems like a way to just mask it, to show some nudity there that I'm not really into. Um, I think they're I, spreading out a little too much and throwing too much into it. And like, you know, I'm only on episode six of 10 so i'm really hoping that all these storylines come together but they're so split out like sam's doing the shit with his daughter and, and writing a screenplay and you know uh, uh ruth has got the shit going on with the camera guy and bash wants to marry what the fucking the what's her name so it's like it's just all over the place right it just it feels pretty crazy yeah um, my, th- I didn't know about the daughter thing. So thank you. Um, I, uh, I, I just love the show. Like I've, I had a, a hard on for it when it first came out. I'm, I'm still loving the show. I think the writing's still really crisp. Yeah. Um, and I do love the characters themselves and I think they, they accentuate them pretty well. Um, the thing I want to see out of that, that show is, I don't know, like a little bit more earnesty. And by that, I mean like, okay. Yes, these women are all doing this wrestling show, and I understand that that's what the show is about. But give me the off-season show. Don't give me the under-season show. Give me, okay, this girl who dresses up like a wolf, like who, <laughs> you know, in season two, you yeah. know, you saw a glimpse Sheila. of like her not doing that. But give me the real story there. Give me kind of like what Orange is the New Black was doing, which was one episode per person per season. While it all it all integrated into everybody else in the bigger story, being able to spotlight one person felt really good, um, yeah. and that's what I'd like to see a little bit more of. There, there's a mid season turn that you're going to come into where they they go camping. That's all I'll say about it. But you do get you do get quite a bit of a Sheila payoff, and good. um, you get quite a bit of lesbian payoff, and you get quite a bit of the old biddies payoff and the old biddies are great that they're funny and you get pay you start to get payoff on the black chick that's got the injured back or whatever um so yeah you know welfare queen right welfare who's actually a wrestler actually is a wrestler yeah um so it's good man i hope it all comes together um and that it doesn't fall flat but i feel like they're with you know just over two hours left in the season for me like it's gonna be gonna be a rough go or there's gonna be some massive cliffhanger uh, i don't know about a cliffhanger but i could see it well they have a they have a template i mean so like they do. this You're happened right. in real life right so they they have a continuing story right the the peak points but this all all this stuff in between i'm not sure exactly where it gets blurred between this actually happened and 
this is just good for show. So it's tough. That's uh, that's what I've been watching and what I've been playing. I don't know, man. Do you anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um, I'm trying to think of some one-offs for you, man. Uh, we talked baseball. We talked football. Uh, games. Um. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of Nintendo indie games coming out. Ori and the Blind Forest coming to the Switch, like we talked about. Right. Um, play what do you, Apex what do you Legends. got going on this weekend? Yeah, I, I, not a whole lot. You know, I'm off for the weekend. I just had seven days off. Worked a couple. Now I'm back off for the weekend. Okay. Um, first day of school tomorrow. Yep, my kids. Yep, gotta I gotta be up in about six hours. Take them to school. Yep. Get them I gotta ready. be up in. in I got to be up at seven, get everybody ready, get their pictures done, roll over to the school. Olivia starts kindergarten, which means I have to walk her up to her uh, her area first, drop her off, and then Jolene can walk over to her door because they're separate doors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty monumental day in the Vance household tomorrow with the first day of, first day of school. Here, here's what I'm not looking forward to on school, right, is uh, so I work at the Wide Nation. I work 1030 to 7. So yeah. I have my kids on Mondays and Thursday nights. And so my Tuesday and my Friday mornings, I got to drive into town at like six 30 and I drop them off drop. Yeah. I'm not fucking driving back. So I'm going to be at work like two to three hours early on two days a week. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to figure something out, read a book or right. You know, something, I don't know, but I think, the end all be all goal of taking care of the kids will matter, but maybe you can go to the library or you know what? Play that fucking her story game. There's, I mean, downtown is a lot of stuff. I mean, hit up the Starbucks. Well, you got Starbucks, you got, um, there's monument park. uh, There's a gym at nationwide. I'll go hang out with Garrett. Just sit at the security (laughs) desk. Yep. There you go. He's, he's back at work this week. Yeah, he is. His first week back, I believe. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's a wrap. All right. That's a uh, roast with the most wrap. Yeah, that's the Tender Chris Bacon Cheddar Ranch wrap is what it is. Uh, there's a good title. Tender hey, Chris, before I go, before before I go, speaking of chicken sandwiches, <laughs> what what do you got on this Popeye's chicken sandwich that everybody's freaking out about? I haven't had Popeye's since I was in high school, so. The fuck? People are saying it's better than Chick-fil-A, dude. That's... That's what Tony, old, dude. Be- Tony, better than Chick Fil A, bro. Chick Chick Fil A classic, uh, classic chicken sandwich with uh, not only that, with the waffle fries. The, better than the spicy sandwich. Ooh, I don't know about all that. I, can, I mean, Chick Fil A is like can, real chicken, so I, I can, I can, I can, I can okay it being reg- better than the regular sandwich. If you're telling me this is better than the spicy, um, I got a Popeyes right on, right on the tip of South Side. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to need you to check that out. Also, can you hit up a Wendy's for me and get some spicy nugs? Oh, I had spicy nugs yesterday. Did you? Yeah, they're good, man. They so are they so we, good. We uh we were kind of in a hurry and uh we were out in West Des Moines and the kids um they uh wanted some some den den, so hit hit up the Wendy's, got the 4 for 4. Yeah. I need some spicy nugs yeah, in my life. Spicy man. Nugs, it's been man. it's been a uh, hot minute since we've had some nugs. Little Wendy's need- uh, frosty. Um, yeah, I don't need the frosty. Like I told you, I don't care about sweets. But uh, if you hit, if you have a chance, check out that sandwich because uh, apparently the regular is just pickled mayonnaise, just like uh, Chick Fil A. The spicy uh, has got like a spicy mayonnaise on it, and that okay. sounds dynamite. So, explain to me how Popeyes hasn't had a chicken sandwich. 
I just, just, I'm telling you, man, I don't know. This is monumental for people. They're saying this is like the New Yorker said this is better than Chick-fil-A. They uh, they got real good biscuits and, and macaroni. They do. They have really, so, I mean, I, I love their spicy strips yep, um, or yep, spicy, yep, you yep. know, it's just good stuff out of Popeye's. So a, a full on thick chick, little chicky sandwich. I love I'm a thick chick, man. I know you do. That's why no, I need I you love put the this, thick chicks. I know you put this. I need you put this thing in your mouth yeah. for me. I'm gonna put it in my mouth and I'm gonna put on some mud mask. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I'll see you next week. Yeah, for uh, the DTS podcast, I'm Tony. I am Derek. Uh, we out here. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> and the tender grass bacon cheddar ranch. <laughs>